you can experience all of the things, all of the things that life has to bring to you and how good life can really be and how happy you truly can be if you are willing to experience the opposite end of the spectrum of emotions. Pain, anger, loneliness, frustration, jealousy, all of those things have lessons to teach us, but we just have to be willing to sit in them, learn from them, and stop pushing them away. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, truth seekers. Today's episode of EML Radio is sponsored by Strong Start. Strong Start is a new 90-day program designed to give you the opportunity through a structured program to start living your most fulfilling life. When it comes to eating, moving, and living, there are three critical things to develop in order for you to have lasting success, and those are self-discipline, knowledge, and accountability. So after devoting over a decade of my life to coaching in nutrition and fitness and mindset, I found myself losing accountability and self-discipline. Now, I know exactly what it takes to create a fit body and a mind and a spirit to live to my highest potential. But over the last year, I felt myself just slipping, which is why I decided to develop the Strong Start program. Strong Start gives you absolutely everything you need to bring order back to your life, especially in a time of great chaos like we're in right now. It's designed over a 90-day period with three 30-day phases. So phase one is designed for you to really hone in on developing self-discipline. And then phase two allows you to start using that newfound discipline to incorporate more choices into your eating and into your movement. And then phase three, man, that gives you the runway that you need to put all the newfound discipline and knowledge into place so you can sustain this progress for the rest of your life. So Strong Start works by providing you a complete program guide with exercises for absolutely every fitness level so that you know that what you're actually doing is going to produce the greatest results. And it keeps you moving in a way that is safe and that's functional for your lifestyle. It also gives you the mindset exercises to ensure that you're shifting your mind into seeking the most from yourself every single day. Because all of the exercises and all of the nutrition advice in the world won't help unless you work on building that mental toughness first. It also provides you a hardbound mindset and accountability journal so that you are writing down and tracking your progress every single day for those 90 days. And then lastly, the Strong Start Nutrition Guide uses my colors, not calories method in order to teach you how to eat so that you will never have to go on a diet again. 
Listen, Strong Start is changing my life and it is changing the lives of countless others. And it will undoubtedly change yours too. So head on over to evfats.com and learn more about Strong Start. Just remember, it is never too late to seek out and create a better you, but you just have to start. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of EML Radio. Today is a quick pop-up truth regarding pain and the lessons that we all can learn from painful experiences if we're just willing to embrace it and not try to push it away. So as many of you may know, my father-in-law passed away recently, and he was 80 years old, had been suffering from a throat cancer for quite some time. So it wasn't completely unexpected, but nonetheless, death is just hard and it's painful. And the circumstances kind of around the weekend that he passed away were difficult for my husband, difficult for my daughter as well as myself. So we had known that he probably wasn't going to make it a lot longer. He was getting very weak and couldn't get up the stairs. And my husband's brother had called him on, I guess it was a Thursday, and explained kind of how downhill he had gone. And so I talked to my husband on Friday night and said, you know, look, you really should just last minute get a ticket, fly over. It's in Montana and it's just really not an easy place to get to. So anyway, talked to my husband. I said, you know, we just don't know how much longer he's going to be around. So I really think that you should fly over. So my daughter wanted to go with him because she was like, I, it's the only grandfather she's only ever known as my dad commit suicide when I was 10. And so this is the only grandpa that my daughter's ever known. So she wanted to go over with my husband to be able to say goodbye. So they bought a last minute ticket to fly out first thing on a Saturday morning, like 6 a.m., so that they could see him one last time. And on Friday evening, we had just crawled into bed, and we got a phone call from my mother-in-law that Jack had passed away. So needless to say, it it was just, it made an already difficult situation even just a little bit more difficult. Um, And my daughter was just like, wait, you know, I mean, she's only, she's only 14 years old. So, you know, in her eyes, when you make a plan, like that's what you stick to and wait, you know, she wanted to be able to tell grandpa goodbye. So anyway, hard situation made just a little bit more difficult. But about two days later, I was out on the treadmill and thinking deeply about Jack, that was my father-in-law's name, and just who he was as a man, who he was as a father, and then who he was in my life. So growing up without a dad, I have really in my whole life have had three strong, what I would call male figures or kind of father figures in my life. And number one was my grandfather who passed away. um, That was the year we adopted Scarlett. So in 2006. So anyway, I lost my grandfather, who was the biggest male figure in my life. And then just two years ago, my very best friend growing up, we've been best friends since kindergarten, her stepdad was really like a surrogate dad to me. And he passed away two years ago. So Jack was kind of the last of the fatherly figures I had in my life. And as I was thinking about that, I was running down on the treadmill because it was crappy weather here and running and thinking and crying. (laughs) And really just reflecting on the man he was. And I, I, I want to be able to do this justice. The deep feeling of sorrow 
was something that on that day I wanted to hold on to as tightly as possible. Now, I know that sounds so crazy because most people, when there's a painful situation in their life, especially surrounding death, we want nothing more than just to push it away. But because death has been such a strong teacher in my life from a very young age, I was 10 years old when my father committed suicide, lost my firstborn daughter when I was only 27. Major deaths in my life have truly shaped who I am and they have made me love life because of that sorrow. So as I was running on the treadmill thinking about Jack and just the wonderful father he was and the grandfather he was, a man of God, he loved God, he was hardworking. All of the dedicated, gritty qualities that my husband has, he got from that man. So as I was thinking about all those things in Jack's life, I really wanted to absorb as much of that pain as I possibly could because I know full well just how powerful pain can be in our lives as a teacher. All of the most painful times in my life have really shaped the strong person I am today. And I'm pretty damn strong. And I'll tell you what, I'm pretty damn happy. And that is because I am not trying to push away pain, but I actually hold on to it and listen closely to what it is teaching me. So I cried for a little while, got off the treadmill, went in. My husband and daughter were sitting in the living room and I just sat down and wanted to talk to my daughter a little bit about who her grandfather was. And <laughs> my husband's not not much for words, but he's a deep feeler. And so as I was talking to my daughter about it in front of him, it did nothing but just make him sob. But I explained to both of them that like, we need to do this. We need to take the time to just be sad and let that pain settle in instead of just try to run to the grocery store or make travel arrangements and absorb ourselves in things to distract us from the pain. We need to just get right in it. And the more we get right in it, the quicker we heal from it too. So I sat down and explained to my daughter that I wanted her to really reflect on who Jack was as a person. Not just this old man who was always very kind to her and who was her grandpa, but I wanted her to sit and reflect on who he was as a man. And most importantly, what we all gained from his life. So he was married to Casey's mom, my husband's mom, for 53 years. 53 years. And in all of my sadness from kind of missing my father-in-law, all I can focus on is my mother-in-law and the hole in her heart that she has to feel after spending 53 years with someone. And she had known him since the sixth grade. That's a beautiful story. So I made sure that I shared those details with my daughter. As sad as it was, it just made her cry. It made my husband cry. But I'm like, that's all right, guys. You do not get an opportunity like this very often. This is the kind of pain that you can't manufacture. It's the kind of lessons and reflection that you can't manufacture every day of your life. So when we're given these hard times and these painful losses, we have to hold on to them and learn and absorb everything that they are there to teach us. You know, when my daughter passed away in 2002, <laughs> this is kind of crazy, but I never tried to sugarcoat the pain that I went through. So, you know, it always makes people nervous. Like you've all been around people who have just recently experienced a loss and then you compound it being a loss of a child, right? 
people don't know what to say. None of us know what to say. And so we always say like, well, how are you? When the reality is most of you don't really want to know the answer because if the person is honest with you, they're going to say like, I'm really not doing well at all. Um, And then there's the uncomfortable silence. Well, that's what I did. When my daughter died, I was not sane for probably upwards of two years, (laughs) truly, as you can all well imagine. Um, But when people would ask me, you know, like, how are you? Or I would say, you know, I'm really not good. Like yesterday, I wanted to go out to the cemetery and literally dig her up. I miss her that bad. And I didn't do it to make other people uncomfortable. Obviously, I did it because I was living the true experience and embodiment of my pain, emotional pain that was so strong that it actually exhibited itself in physical pain. Like I physically hurt. But you know what? Because I embraced that, I recovered from it so much more wholly, not wholly, (laughs) H-O-L-Y, wholly as in all encompassing. I recovered so strongly because I didn't try to push that pain away. I've just never understood that. You know, like there's so many experiences and emotions that as human beings, we are meant to feel. So why do we try to push half of them away? Just think about how much deeper and richer you could live if you were willing to open yourself up to all of the emotions that life provides us. Because I guarantee you, embracing pain has made me love so much deeper. It's made me laugh so much harder, enjoy people so much more. There's so many gifts that painful experiences can teach us, but we just have to be willing to embrace in it and sit in that pain and learn from it. And I don't mean dwell on it, right? If you're truly open to experiencing all of the emotions life has to provide for us, you get over things quicker. You work through things and you come out the other side so much stronger. So here's the truth that I want to leave you with today. You can experience all of the things, all of the things that life has to bring to you and how good life can really be and how happy you truly can be if you are willing to experience the opposite end of the spectrum of emotions, pain, anger, loneliness, frustration, jealousy, all of those things have lessons to teach us, but we just have to be willing to sit in them, learn from them, and stop pushing them away. So this episode is dedicated to my wonderful loving, strong father-in-law, Jack Fats. We all miss you. Evelyn misses you more than words can even describe. And I am comforted by the thought that you are now reunited with Catherine Rachel, your granddaughter, my daughter, who left this earth far too soon. But I love the thought and the comfort I get from the two of you united, waiting for all of us someday to join you. We love you. We miss you. All of you, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.